You know, I always say that if you love my show, please support my sponsors. Well, Blessa.co is a sponsor that you'll want to go and support because all I'm asking you to do is to visit their website, B-E-L-L-E-S-A dot C-O, which is a completely free site that has all kinds of things to explore. Yes, for free. From sensual adult movies to erotic fiction and current event articles, Balesa has so much to offer. They view sexuality through a feminine lens, and I have to say it's so refreshing to see adult content portrayed in this way. So please drop in at balesa.co and get lost in the incredible amount of content they have to offer for free. Today in the studio, we have Casey Calvert, porn star with a special affinity towards kink. She's done a lot of pretty hardcore S&M stuff, so I'm very interested to talk to her about that because I'm fascinated by that community. She also played a role in The Butterfly Effect, which was a podcast made by John Ronson about free porn and how it's been affecting the adult industry. And she's just a really all-around smart, wonderful girl, and I'm excited to have her here. So let's introduce Casey. Casey Calvert. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today, I have Miss Casey Calvert. Hi, Casey. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, definitely. I've been trying to get you on the show for a while, and then just like our schedules, schedules kept yeah. fucking up. Yeah. But I'm so glad that you're here. Yeah. Um, so we were actually just talking uh, before we started the show, and I was complaining about how much caffeine <laughs> I've had. So I want to tell this story. I figured I'd tell it on air. Yeah. Um, so I was doing a night shoot for Digital Playground, and... Um, we didn't wrap until about 2.30, mm-hmm. which apparently like isn't that bad. It's so funny because I know there's so many directors out there that do like these insanely long shoots and like till 4 or 5 a.m. What time a. did you start? We started at 4 p.m. Oh, then that's not that bad. No, it was only a 10-hour day, yeah. but it had to be a night shoot, so we had to start late and right, end late. And right. I hate, like I go to bed at like 10. I yeah, hate, me too. I hate staying up late, so I was super unhappy about it. But um, so we... <laughs> Okay, so you know how it's been raining the last couple of days. Yeah. So right, we were we had to do all this stuff outside of the house. Like the mm-hmm. girls are supposed to be like sneaking in mm-hmm. to break into. <laughs> it was actually really funny. It was these. It's called booty burglars, <laughs> and it was these two girls <laughs> that um, in uh, cat suits that were breaking into this rich man's house to steal his golden dildo. <laughs> And I saw you tweeting about yeah. that you needed a golden dildo. <laughs> and our extra was Andy. Oh, okay. And he was the rich man. Yeah. And at, this actually wasn't the story I was going to tell, but at the end of uh, the scene, he had to come in and like be shocked because you yeah. know how like every porn scene they yes. have to get caught at the end yes, and yes. everyone's surprised. And so he had to come in and he had to say, um, like, oh my God, what are you girls doing? And is that my precious gold dildo? Because they used it on each other in the scene. And he like couldn't say it without like <laughs> laughing hysterically. I wonder why. <laughs> I know. He's just like, who is that? Is that my precious gold dildo? Yeah. And it just like, we could not, yeah. could not. So eventually I just had him say like, is that mine? Because like, we just couldn't. My precious golden dildo. Yeah, it was just like so <gasps> ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but the worst part is, is that, so we were shooting outside and luckily we finished all the out exterior stuff, like literally three minutes before we had this torrential downpour. Excellent. 
And so I was taking photos and doing video at the same time, so you mm-hmm. could kind of move along in the scene. Mm-hmm. So I got the video portion of the next inside shot, and mm-hmm. then I was going to go take photos. I'm like, where's my camera? I fucking oh, left no. it outside. In the rain. In the rain. Like oh, a torrential no. downpour for like 20 minutes. So it's ruined. Actually, it's working. It didn't work for the first like hour, and thankfully my video cameras also take photos, so yeah. I was able to use that. But then when we tried it again, it worked. So how I I don't know how it's not. It's the can, it's so the mark. Broken. It's I know it's the it's the Canon um, Mark D Mark D. It's a Canon five D Mark three, mm-hmm. um, and they're pretty resilient. Like I know people who've actually dropped them in water and have been able to dry them out, and they've worked again. I'm impressed. But yeah, I was so kudos would, to Canon. That would suck. Yeah, but then I'm also I mean you know how sometimes like things will work again and then they won't work again. Yes. So I'm worried that. Tomorrow I'll find It'll, out on the yeah. shoot if I if it, it actually, actually is working. If it again. Actually works. Yeah. So how have you been? I've been good. I just got back from Florida visiting my family. So oh, nice. I am I am also a little bit sleepy. Yeah. Time time fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time yeah. change. Yeah. Um so now what have you so okay, so you are pretty well would you say that you're really mostly well known for like your S and M kink stuff? You know, I used to be. That mm-hmm. used to be my wheelhouse. And then I started doing other stuff, and now I feel like people know me as an all-around performer. Okay. Like, not not just the S&M. Like, I think people know me as, like, she's really good if that's what you want to shoot. Right, But she right. can also do the yeah. soft girl girl scenes or so, you know. Yeah. Um, you're great with dialogue. I try. <laughs> and, you're good with, and you're a good actress. I didn't used to be. I used to get really nervous and stressed out about dialogue, yeah. and then I realized that getting nervous and stressed out was what was making me be bad at it. Yeah. And that I just had to learn my lines. And once I realized that all I had to do was say them, and if I messed up, it was okay, I could say them again. Yeah. Then it was fine. Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes girls, like, I mean, I shot a whole movie once where, like, there was two of the main leads, like, could not remember their lines to save their life. And I would have to feed them like individual lines. Yeah, that's hard. Which is hard, but it's like, you know, I mean, you get those insert shots and the reverse over yeah, the shoulder. Yeah, and it's, it's like you doable. can make it work. It's, it's doable in yeah. editing, but it makes for a much, much longer day. Yes, it definitely does. Granted, for night shoots, much less good at dialogue. <laughs> yes, I would imagine. <laughs> nobody, nobody likes to do dialogue late at night. And after a sex scene. Yeah. I need that like refractory period of a couple hours yeah. do where you, I just can't memorize anything. Do you prefer to do dialogue before or after sex? Because I've in the past and when I've shot movies, I've always done the sex like at the end mm-hmm. and done all the dialogue first because I figured if they have sex first, then like they destroy their makeup, I have yeah. to get them redone, yeah. adds extra time. But then I found that some people prefer to do the sex first because that's the most difficult Part right. or the most important part. Let's right. assume, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then you get that out of the way, and then you don't have, to, and then you can go and do the dialogue. Because, like, I've had situations where you know we didn't get to the sex until two in the morning, mm-hmm. and the guy was like too tired and he yeah. was done. It's generally my preference to do the dialogue first. Okay. Um, just because I feel like I can't act after sex. I just, my, yeah. my brain, I have sex brain, it just doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it depends on the kind of scene. Like if it's a, if it's an anal scene, then it gets a little bit gray because I'm not going to eat. And if it's going to yeah. be 12 hours, yeah. 
I might rather just do the sex first and then eat. Yeah. You know, and get turned around and, and be able to eat. So it just kind of depends on the movie. But yeah. generally speaking, I want to do the dialogue first. Yeah, that's that's actually a good point. I was shooting a movie once, uh, Flesh 2, mm-hmm. for Digital Playground, and Brittany Amber had an uh, anal scene in it. And it wasn't until the end of the day. And because it was so, like, dialogue heavy and it was a fetish movie, so mm-hmm. there was a lot of latex, which mm-hmm. requires oh. longer to put on. Yes, it sure does. And um, and so, like, yeah, by the time we actually got to the sex, she was, like, she hadn't eaten. You know, mm-hmm. it's 12, 13, 14 hours later. She hadn't eaten all day. She was, like, shaky. The guys mm-hmm. were having a hard time. Mm-hmm. Um, Cherie accidentally stepped on her foot in her, like, massive oh, high no. heels. I think she, like, fractured it even. Oh, God. Yeah, but Brittany was a trooper. I mean, yeah. she really was. That girl, like, she will yeah. pull through in a scene. But um, I remember feeling, like, so bad for her. And that's when I was like, okay, next time, anal scene first. Mm-hmm. Sp- specifically because of that yeah. eating situation. There was, there's been once where it was supposed to be an anal scene mm-hmm. and it was 14 hours on set, and mm-hmm. I went in the bathroom to go clean my butt and realized that it was going to be another half an hour just getting my butt ready. I was just like, you know what? I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's a bad idea to do anal right now. And yeah. I went out and I talked to them, and they are like, it's fine. We don't need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we are all also ready to go home. Yeah. So let's not fight with your butt. Let's just let's fight let's, with your butt. <laughs> let's just shoot a regular boy-girl scene. Yeah. And it was totally fine. How do you prepare? Because this is something that I know a lot of people don't know and um, are interested about. So usually, when girls have an anal scene, there's a whole like two day preparation thing that yeah, goes into not it. Me. Not you. Not me. I I eat the night before. Mm-hmm. I eat breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, then you just don't eat after that. I don't eat after that. Um, I take a modium, mm-hmm. and that's really. That's the thing that works for me. I feel like I could not eat and not take a modium, mm-hmm. or I can eat and be more functional and just right. take the medicine. Yeah, so I yeah, take yeah. a modium, and then if it's going to be any kind of really crazy anal scene, mm-hmm. like whipped cream enemas or like really <laughs> crazy, you know, really crazy stuff, I clean the night before. Yeah, like I do a big bag enema and clean yeah. really deeply the night before. But right. if it's just a regular anal scene, I just clean on set right before the scene. Right. Okay. So whipped cream enemas. So. Yeah. Explain, explain, <laughs> explain these to us. And are there other kinds as well? Because I feel like there's so much in the anal you know, play world yeah. to, uh, to discuss that people have never heard of. A whipped cream enema is pretty much what it sounds like. You take the whipped cream can and you put it in your butthole and you squirt some whipped cream in there and then you, you squirt it out. Oh, my God. That's, uh, it's a very interesting feeling. And you get kind of high off of the... The CO two. I was going to ask cream. you. Yeah. I was going to ask you if that happened. Yeah, you get a little bit weird. Really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, if you do it, if you do it once or twice, it's fine. But if you do it all day, you right. get a, you get a little like weird. <laughs> well, I mean, your butt is like apparently you absorb. Yeah. Like super ca- absorbent. Yeah. yeah. So you absorb like medi- medi- medicals. You absorb yeah, medicals. <laughs> but yeah, like you do a champagne enema and you get really, really drunk. Really? Which I've never done because I get drunk off of one drink. So I think if I did a champagne enema, I'd make myself sick. Wow. 
but that's what I've heard is that you get you get really drunk or a coffee enema. Yeah, okay. You get really, really caffeinated. That okay. I actually <laughs> tried that. <laughs> <You did it. laughs> I was read, I think I read in also Kira's book. She Maybe, talked yeah. about um doing it and how she could feel like the caffeine like getting into her system and waking her up. And I'm like always on an endless quest to like be have more energy and mm-hmm. be more productive mm-hmm. and be able to do more stuff. And um so I tried that specifically because what, I wanted what happened? Nothing. Really? Yeah. I don't know if I didn't hold it in my butt long enough. I don't know. But nothing happened. I don't I don't know the proper coffee enema technique. I don't either. Maybe I need to ask Asa. Yeah, maybe you have to keep it in there for a while. Yeah. I mean, because normally know. when you do an enema, you just keep it in there like as long as you can. As long as you until can, you have yeah. To go. Yeah. I feel like that's what I did. I'll have to I don't know. Shot. Maybe I need to like have a stronger coffee. Like I, mean, I feel like I'm so sensitive to caffeine too that I'd be like Really? Buzz, 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 you know, and I wouldn't sleep for three days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not me. I should try it. Um, so when did you actually discover that you liked like bondage and S and M and that kind of stuff? Because I remember like I remember when I discovered that I liked being tied up. Mm-hmm. So I sort of always knew. Mm-hmm. It was always like in my fantasies growing up, always sort of related to that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know that I liked it and for real until I tried it. Mm-hmm. I was 21. Mm-hmm. Um, and I met a guy on the internet and was really stupid. Oh, wow. I was Like st- Craigslist or like? Not Craigslist, but it might as well have been. Okay. It was, a guy, it was a guy who posted videos on a spanking tube site. Okay. And at the end of his videos, he had a little contact email like, if you want to play too. Okay, okay. And for some reason, I thought that was safe. Okay. It was. It ended up being fine. Like, yeah. we still talk. It's all cool. Okay. Like, nothing bad happened to me at all, but it was super irresponsible. Yeah, though, I mean, how many, you said he had a lot of them, right? He had a lot of them, With yeah. a lot of different women? A ton. So well, then I guess you could assume that he's not a fucking serial killer, otherwise, like, something would something have happened. Would, yeah, and people would be talking. I don't right. know. It, I met him at a truck stop. <laughs> Okay, now it's starting to sound super shady. It's, it was not the most responsible thing I've ever done. I was clouded by sexual frustration, I uh-huh. think. Um, and I met up with him, and oh, he spanked me, which was like my number one thing that I wanted to try. It right. was great. Yeah. I thought I was going to get it out of my system. Yeah. Like I thought, oh, I'm going to do this thing this one time, uh-huh. and I'm going to get it out of my system, and then I'll be a normal person. Uh-huh. That didn't. No, didn't. It was quite, just a gateway drug. Didn't quite happen. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there like a proper way to spank people too? Yeah, like you like you hit them like a certain way. You hit them on a certain part of their butt. Yeah, and there's also there's also a better way to do it for the camera so that it looks more okay. severe than it actually feels. Okay, so like I, there's different there's different places on the butt that okay. you can hit that hurt more or less. Okay, so you can hit certain areas that hurt less, but it makes that same kind of impact same sound. Same now, yeah, exactly. And like creates like the same redness, but it's not actually like as painful. As painful, yeah. Yeah, it's the spots you call them the sit spots, but like the right up under the butt cheek, like okay. when you when you like swat up under the butt cheek uh-huh. and like jiggle it up. That's yeah. what hurts the most. Okay, but that also looks looks it looks good. Really but good. if you if you hit just right above it, you still get a nice jiggle. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't hurt without as much. it hurting as much. Interesting. Um, and there's a whole there's a whole like technique to flogging and everything oh, too, right? Oh, there's a whole technique, and that's like a certain like I don't know in the way that you use your wrist or. Yeah, I'm not exactly the person to explain flogging technique to you mm-hmm. because I'm not 
You're usually good at the receiving it. end of it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not. I'm not good at it. Flogging. Yeah. Flogging isn't so much my thing. Mm-hmm. See, I liked that better than spanking. I really did. Like, yeah. especially like if you had a really high quality flogger mm-hmm. with like the soft like leather tails. Mm-hmm. For me, that was my favorite form. Mm-hmm. Like, I like spanking, but I liked flogging the best. Yeah. Caning, I was not into. See, I love that. Oh, fuck that shit. <laughs> That's great. I tried it once. I cried. I think I, did I bleed? I don't know. But I hated it. Yeah. I was like, never again. Everybody has different things that they like. Does it, it doesn't hurt too much for you? I like it. <laughs> so you like the pain. Yeah. How like, how like severe, like how much can you take? Like how, what has, is your. Has Spiegler ever shown you the picture? You would no. know. You would know. No. Do you have it? Yeah. Oh, shit. So Spiegler likes to show people this picture. It's super embarrassing. (laughs) It's from before I started doing porn. Okay. Holy fucking shit. (laughs) Holy shit. I was not expecting that. Oh, my. Wait. Wait. I don't know if I want to look at that more or not. I can't decide. It, It healed in about a week and a half. Is that from... A bull whip. Good. F- <laughs> fuck my life. You <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. So, I don't even know what to say. That's so insane. So, so I don't do that anymore. But that's what I used I to do. I was going to say, like, you can't do that and show up to a shoot. Oh, like, God, no. With your, but so, also, and there, you just, don't have any scars from that? I have none. Wow. But also, like, I just don't, I don't like to play as hard as I used to. Like, right. I was, I was a crazy person. And I mm-hmm. was, I was Gung ho, and I was. I want to do everything, and now yeah. I'm just more refined about what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of went through that crazy phase too. I'm much more vanilla now than I used to be. Yeah, I am too. But Speaker likes to show people that picture to, yeah. to shock them. Yeah, your your reaction yeah. is one of the best I've ever seen. Though, but it's it's <gasps> it's embarrassing when Mark does it because I'm not that person anymore. Right, right. You feel like it paints an inaccurate it portrait paints, of you. Yeah, it paints an inaccurate picture of me. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny. So I dated, I was in an SM relationship for about a year. Okay. Um, and the guy that I dated, it was actually a really great experience and it was super educational and I mm-hmm. learned so much and I had, you know, I had a lot of fun mm-hmm. and he was like very good at The worst thing is, is being with somebody who tries to be like dominating but like doesn't know how to do that it. That is the, the worst. worst. That is the it's worst. It's so bad. That is why I have a yes list for BDSM scenes. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So you're very specific about who mm-hmm. you, yeah. Yeah, because it just like, I don't know. I remember there was this guy that I was dating and I wanted him to talk dirty to me. Mm-hmm. And he tried, but it just like <laughs> didn't come across. It wasn't genuine. Yeah, if it's not your thing, it's it's one of the things you, have you, to, can't, like, you can't You fake can't it. fake it. Mm, yeah, totally. Yeah, so he would like, I remember once he... he <laughs> He said to me, he's like, you like that, you dirty little wench? I'm like, what is this, like 16th century England? I'm like, what are you, a wench? That's adorable. I'm like, are you King Henry VIII? Like, that's, where did that come from? That's super cute and not sexy. No, not at all. I was like, okay, you know what? Just, I give up. Yep. Just stop. stop. Just never stop. mind. Yeah, let's just, let's just have sex. I mean, exactly. You know, if you are going to call me a dirty little whore and you don't believe it in your heart, then it just doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't yeah, work. you have to. Not real. It has to turn you on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've found that if if what you're doing doesn't turn you on, it doesn't it doesn't work, especially when it comes to BDSM. You can yeah. fake I feel like you can fake other things. I feel like you can fake like a foot fetish scene. Yeah. yeah. 
Like if feet don't particularly turn you on, as long as they don't turn you off, you right. could worship feet or right. have your feet be worshipped. But when it comes to dominance and submission, I feel like you have to be into it at least a yeah. little bit yeah, or it just doesn't work. And people like really get into it. I mean, the fetish community is really strong yeah. and and. Into, I mean, I remember like when I was shooting for Hustlers Taboo a lot, mm-hmm. um, how the art director would like yell at me <laughs> all the time if I would like fuck up like one little thing. Like people notice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. she was like, "I can't run that." Like I remember once I did. I didn't know the difference between a, like a subs collar mm-hmm. and like a dom collar. If doms even wear collars. Not really. Not really. Yeah. Yeah. That's See, sort of a signifier of the roles. Is right. The person with the collar is right. So I put like a you know a like submissive a, collar with the with, with the, the ring with the ring on someone who was like a dominant mm-hmm. you know yeah, you woman can. and she had like the whip and everything and it yeah. just doesn't work like the I think the imagery works the visual imagery mm-hmm. works but for the actual fetish community exactly it's it's actually kind of like a like a taboo no no like you yeah. crossed you crossed a line like yeah for, for people who are really into the leather community that's like. Like yeah. a crime. Oh yeah, no, it's it's incredible. Like the the fetish community takes itself like very seriously. Mm-hmm. Like if you're really into it, then like they're very specific about a lot of things, and it's uh, it's a whole other yeah. world. I participated a little bit before I got into porn, and then mm-hmm. I found that porn and the fetish community don't quite go together so well. Interesting. Why do you say that? Um, I've had a lot of people be very upset that I was doing porn. That it was like sacrilegious. That I was making, that I was a professional. Okay. I'm a professional, so I'm not welcome in these spaces. Interesting. Because it's my job. I'm not, it's not genuine. It's like, it's like a, like a pro dom Mm -hmm. going to a dungeon and being rejected because she's a professional. Mm -hmm. It was the same sort of thing. Interesting. Like you're, you're a professional, so it must not be real. Right. You're just doing it for money. Why can't I be both? I have since that happened met other people who I'm friends with in the fetish community. They just don't really live in Los Angeles. Interesting. That's so weird. Would, mm-hmm. You would think that like they wouldn't be so exclusive. It was it was unusual because I had felt so welcomed, mm-hmm. you know. And and I was working as a fetish model, so mm-hmm. I was already kind of a professional, and I was super welcome in every space I went to. And then I started doing hardcore porn, mm-hmm. and then people were like, "Whoa, really? Yeah, wow." So you wouldn't? I wouldn't think that that would happen. It did. Oh, <laughs> It sucked at the time, and I'm I'm super over it now. Yeah, yeah. but at the at the time, it was really hard because I had just moved to LA, and I was like, "But I have no friends." Mm, where were you living before? In North Florida. Okay, okay. There's a big fetish community up there, yeah. Um, Orlando. Okay, was where I would go to hang out with people, which is okay. about two hours south of where I'm from. Okay. Um, it's funny. So it's funny that 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 was a bullwhip. The photo mm-hmm. that you showed because mm-hmm. the guy that I was dating. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents liked him, but they thought he was a little weird. <laughs> and I think that they like knew. I think he accidentally gave me a black eye once. Oops. Yeah. That's not a thing you do on accident. It. I think he hit me too hard in the face. Yeah. I kind of like getting slapped in the face. I do too, but you can't. But, you yeah. can't damage people's. Yeah. Orbital. No. No. Yeah. It was. I don't remember what happened, but anyways. So and they kind of like suspected so, it had yeah. something to do with him. But you know, my parents are obviously like pretty. Open. Your parents' account is pretty open. Yeah, yeah. So they were like, well, okay, whatever. But you know, they were never into like 
SM or anything like mm-hmm. that. Like they went to swingers parties and orgies and all that stuff, but like they never did anything. Yeah. Like my mom once actually said that she tried to do a shoot and they tried to tie her up for a shoot and she completely panicked and mm-hmm. she freaked out and they mm-hmm. had to like cut her loose. So she's yeah, not into not, that. Yeah. But anyways, um, he would come up to our place, like you know, to my parents mm-hmm. for dinner, and he mm-hmm. would take his bullwhip outside and like practice with That's it so in the yard. Funny. <laughs> and my parents, and you know, like the ranch is right next yeah. to the canyon, so it would echo. echo. Oh, yeah, I can imagine like, oh, how much would, it echoed. Yeah, and my mom would just be like, "What is he doing out there?" I'm like, "He's practicing with his bullwhip." And my dad just looks at me, he goes, "He's." Practicing on you, isn't he? And I'm just like, oh god. <laughs> I just, know, I know a couple of people <clears throat> like that who get super excited when they have a place that they can practice with their whip because yeah. they live in an apartment where yeah. they can't. Yeah. So they they encounter a place. They're like, oh. yeah. You know, they're like a kid at Christmas. I can crack my whip. Yeah. Loud. I can be loud and I can swing it around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly like why he brought it up. But it was just like kind of embarrassing for me because like it's a everybody awkward knew in front like, of your parents. Yeah, because everybody knew like why he was doing it. You know, right. But it, right. it was like it's not like he's Indiana Jones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's like rehearsing for a role. Right. Yeah, it was it was kind of awkward. Um, what do you think is the most like intense scene that you've done? Porn scene. Yeah, fetish like like scene. fetish scene. Hmm. Or maybe if you have a favorite. I've done so many. I know. Um. Maybe actually the most intense scene is that bullwhip scene, oh, okay. which again I did before I started the one doing porn. Yeah, it that was you just showed me the picture. Yeah, yeah, I mean that fucking looks intense. It, there is a video of it somewhere. You can go buy it. I couldn't tell you where, but so I you assume. actually did that with a company. Um, sort of. Okay. I did it with a clips for sale. Oh, okay. Producer. Got it. Got it. Got it. Right. Okay. Um, and I believe it would still be on his clips store. I did it with a guy named Lou Rubens. Okay. It may or may not still be up there. Yeah. But that was super intense. But a lot of the, a lot of the early stuff, mm-hmm. like earlier in my career, mm-hmm. was more intense because I didn't, I didn't care. Okay. Like I wasn't. I, I was. I was letting myself be bruised, and I, you know, I wanted to be bruised, and mm-hmm. I, I didn't care. I was just, I was just like a huge slut. Mm-hmm. Like this is the best new thing I've ever discovered. I want to do everything, so I did all of these crazy things. Like yeah. I did um, bondage at the bottom of the ocean. What with a scuba tank? Oh my god, that How? was pretty fun. That sounds awesome. It was pretty cool. We did it in the Keys, so it was gorgeous. Yeah, the water was warm. Yeah. You know, we were 10 to 15 feet down, so it wasn't, you know, crazy deep and dark right. and scary yeah. and full of sharks and everything. We saw a barracuda once, and that was, like, the scariest yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, But then we just, like, were tied up at the bottom of the ocean, or we were weighted, and we had regulators to breathe through. And sometimes the scene would be like they'd come in and they'd take it away, mm-hmm. and it would be a breath play thing, or mm-hmm. it would just be you hanging out, mm-hmm. just, like, helpless at the bottom of the ocean. Mm-hmm. That was pretty fun. I got scuba certified to do it. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah. Scuba diving is is incredible, but I've never uh, I've never done it that way. It was pretty fun. I I masturbated with a dildo when I took my test. When you took your test, yeah the guy the guy certifying us was helping us. Oh, okay. so we had to have cards to be able to you know we had to be certified to right. be able to legally dive. Right, right, right. But the guy who was helping us was both a fetish guy and a scuba guy. Okay. So we had fun with our test. We didn't just do like the cut and dry, boring right. scuba test. We had fun and filmed it. Oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah. So it was like a whole like It was thing. a whole adventure. Yeah, I went down to the Keys with a bunch of people and wow. it, was a, it was a whole 
So did they tell Back you up? Back in my traveling days. Did they tell you up bef- and then put you at the bottom, right? Sometimes. You're- sometimes we tied up first. Sometimes we tied up when we were down. Sometimes it was just like a chain, uh-huh. like a weighted chain holding okay. you at the bottom and stuff like that. Okay. Wow, that's really All interesting. Different. What do you think is what do you think is your favorite like kind of scene to do or like your favorite form of SM or Oh god. I don't know. Um right now I'm really into a lot of like play humiliation. Okay. So not real humiliation because mm-hmm. I've discovered that I can't be really humiliated. <laughs> it's just not possible. Like my colon is on the internet. <laughs> so it's not like I'm ashamed to be naked or I'm ashamed right. to have someone, you know, touch my vagina. Right, right, right. So I like to pretend that I am. Okay. And I find that really fun. Okay. So So that's what I'm doing right now within the context of bondage or spanking or just sex. Okay. So you actually have to so you're just pretending I'm to pretending be humiliated. to be humiliated, yeah. Okay. Rather than actually being humiliated. Yeah, cuz I can't. It, yeah. We tried and <laughs> I can't. I spent a really long time trying to think of what would actually be humiliating, mm-hmm. and within the realms of stuff that I feel comfortable doing at the same time, mm-hmm. and there was no overlap. Hmm. See, because that's interesting. Because I would think of like a humiliating scene would be a play humiliation thing, anyways. Because a lot of people do it for real, though. A real okay, something that is actually they find actually humiliating. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Because I because I totally like being degraded in bed mm-hmm. and everything, but that would be all like play. Pretend, humili- like yeah. I wouldn't let you like walk me down the street naked with right. a dog collar on, like because right. that would actually humiliate me. Right, and, and then it's like, then it's not hot anymore. Yeah, it's actually not. And that see, would be hot I to me. I did that for a porno once. Okay. No, I wasn't naked because that would be illegal. Right, right, right. But like, been walked down the street with a dog collar and a leash. Like, I, I did it for money. Right, right. So it's just not the same emotional context. Okay, yeah, I hear you. Um, so you were also in one of like my favorite. I guess I don't know if you'd call it. I guess you'd call it a podcast. Podcast releases. Yeah, even though you he re- could call he, it a podcast. He, I, I do know that he um, released it as like an audio book. But it's like sort of the same it's, thing. I've seen it referred to as a podcast in articles about it, so mm-hmm. I've been going with podcasts, yeah. but it's not really. Yeah. It's like a book that was, it's like an audio book, like except audio there book. is no printed book. Yeah. But then again, I mean, so like Serial and S Town are mm-hmm. podcasts, and they're it's like follows yeah. the same format. Yeah. Anyways, we're talking about the butterfly effect. <laughs> For those of you who are like, what the are like, fuck what, are these girls talking about? What are about? they talking about? <laughs> so the butterfly effect was a, we'll go with podcast, yeah. um, done by John Ronson, mm-hmm. who's a very well-respected journalist. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually didn't know that this whole thing was happening. So Mike Quasar was like maybe my th- fourth guest or something okay. like that, or fifth guest. And I guess like the butterfly effect was just about to come out mm-hmm. or had it come out, had and he didn't say. Out. I didn't know anything about it, so I didn't ask him anything about right. it. Um, and then I listened to it later, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Was, so for me, it was so fascinating um, to listen to like our story being mm-hmm. told like in the mainstream media. Yeah. Because you know, we always talk about how like there's no money in porn anymore, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like how tube sites mm-hmm. have made things really hard for everybody. Yeah, but no one ever tells that story. Yes, exactly. And I feel like people don't really hear us or really understand mm-hmm. it, and I agree. so. I thought it was really amazing how John took that story, attached it to a very specific person mm-hmm. who run, who used to run a company that I actually work for all the time, mm-hmm. um, and like explored all these different ripple effects mm-hmm. of 
basically free porn on society. Yeah. So, um, how was that project for you? Like, how did you, were you nervous when you were first approached about it? Because I remember when I was first approached about Hot Girls Wanted, mm-hmm. which I know like everybody hated, but I liked, be my, super nervous. I liked my episode. I liked your episode I did, also. Yeah. Mo- and most people will agree with that. Yeah. But I was nervous because I was like, I knew yeah. how the first Hot Girls Wanted went and they assured me that they were going, you know, total 180, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. But I was still like, I have no control over how this is going to come out. Honestly, if I was you, I would have turned them down. Yeah. I would have said no. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have done it. It was super brave of you to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I I was nervous about how it was going to come out and then yeah. it came out and I was like, "Oh. Okay, it's okay. At least I'm okay." So, I will admit and John knows this, I didn't know who he was. Uh-huh. Um and thank God. Because yeah. I would have been so nervous. Yeah. I would have been so so intimidated mm-hmm. because now I've listened to everything he's done and I've yeah. read his books and now I'm like, oh my god, yeah, oh my god, John yeah. Ronson was in my house. I know, I and know. I would have been so flipped out that I'm so glad I didn't know who he was. Right. And his producer Lena was the one who actually contacted me. She just mm-hmm. sent me an email. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a story about custom videos. I mm-hmm. want to talk to you. I talked to her on the phone for a little bit. She was like, we'll reconnect. Maybe I'll come over when you're shooting. And then one day I was on set for Mike, mm-hmm. and Lena happened to be there. Mm-hmm. And we were just chatting. Yeah, we had we talked briefly about how we had chatted before, but it was really like we were meeting for the first time. We were just chatting, and she was like, "What's the, what's the strangest custom you've ever done?" Mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, I just set a stamp book on fire," and that just started the whole, the whole thing. It was just serendipity that I had happened to have just gotten that video right. and, and and started it- the whole the whole story. I don't want to tell the whole story because. You should listen to the podcast. <laughs> but it started the whole thing. I mean, I I spoke with them for months and months and months. Yeah. And it was great. And they were amazing every time. Yeah. It was um what I love so yeah, the custom custom videos are crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm always so fascinated by them and I always ask people like what's the craziest custom video you've done? Because mm-hmm. you know, these people pay money to have you reenact some Something that touches mm-hmm. them in some personal way mm-hmm. that somehow like gets them sexually excited or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and they're all so bizarre that like you're always wondering like why does this person have this crazy fetish? Yeah, so I've I've actually learned that a lot of mine are not particularly bizarre compared to a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of just solo masturbation mm-hmm. and a lot of jerk off instruction and a lot of just playing with my butthole mm-hmm. and just fairly quote normal right. Things. Right. And then I also do some bizarre things, but some people only do fetishy stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because, not to toot my own horn, but I feel like I'm the biggest mainstream porn star who does custom videos. Yeah, I could see that. So a lot of people come to me for their porny custom videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you. Um, so... Yeah, and I love that they talked to the stamp guy or somehow mm-hmm. got a hold of him. And oh, were that actually, was a process. <laughs> oh, I bet. I can't even imagine. Like, because most of these guys want to kind of be anonymous. They don't want to yeah. talk about any of this stuff. It was months and months of back and forth emails trying to convince him that he would be anonymous and it would be okay. Mm-hmm. And really, what actually convinced him was that Lena got in touch with him and mm-hmm. he realized he was speaking to a woman. Interesting. Okay. And then suddenly it was okay. And that made when it, it when it wasn't about John anymore, when it was about Lena. Mm-hmm. Suddenly it was okay. And then they spoke for a really long time. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. 
So besides the stamp collection one, which mm-hmm. you guys will have to listen to John Ronson's The Butterfly Effect to hear the whole yes, story. The whole it's story. really interesting. Do you have any other like bizarre custom video stories? So are you familiar with Gremlins 2, the movie? Uh I mean, you don't have to be super familiar. Yeah, but like I mean, you've I heard know, of the I know gremlins. gremlins. I know okay. one of them's cute, and the rest of them are gross, and they come out of the toilet. Right? Yeah, I haven't actually seen the movie. I've only watched the scene and kind of read a synopsis. But I okay. guess, I guess, what it is is there are these cute little animals, and if you do certain things, like get them wet or yes. feed them after midnight, yes. or something, yes, someone's going to write in and be like, "Casey was wrong. It's after one a.m." <laughs> but. <laughs> You know, so if you do they these things, they like, turn into demons. Right, right. They turn into gremlins. Right. Um, so one of the one of the more odd videos that I've done was I recreated a scene from the movie. Okay. So it's an elevator scene, and the main woman goes into the elevator, and the gremlins like attack the elevator, mm-hmm. and they like grab her and pull her around, and her clothes get all disheveled, and then at the end, the, the gremlins crash the elevator. So uh-huh. we recreated it with photos. And it was identical, not frame by frame, because that would have been a million photos, mm-hmm. but like every 30 seconds, mm-hmm. except for I got naked. Mm-hmm. So the gremlins made me naked. Yeah. That is interesting. That makes sense to me. Like, I can see why that would be sexually, like, that would turn someone on sexually, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of like little, little monsters, monsters yeah. like, te- you know, that it, you're afraid of when you're a kid and tearing yeah. girls' clothes off. Gremlins, gremlins in general are a fairly common. Thing. Interesting. I learned a lot of people make gremlin customs. I wonder if it's because the movie was so successful, so a lot of k- kids yeah, would have so seen it, it. Right. So it would have affected them in some kind of profound yeah. way. Yeah. That's so interesting. Another really unusual one I did was a guy sent me from eBay a 1950s vacuum, <laughs> and I vacuumed my sofa. <laughs> what the fuck? That's it. I vacuumed my sofa. I was clothed. He didn't specify what kind of clothes he wanted me to wear, but I kind of wore like fifties housewifey clothes because uh-huh. I figured it went with the vacuum. Right. And I vacuumed the sofa, and that was I it. I cleaned all the cat hair off of it. Yeah. And did you have to send the vacuum back to him? No, I kept the vacuum. It's in my house. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> wow, that's so crazy. So I do, I do everything. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. There, there are a couple of things that I won't do. Right. But otherwise, I do everything. What What have been some requests that you've gotten that you won't do? I don't do smoking fetish okay. because I've never smoked, and yeah. I don't feel like I do a good job yeah. at smoking fetish. I tried once for a marijuana company. Mm-hmm. The scene actually got nominated for an AVN award. But oh, really? <laughs> the whole time, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, and they had to teach me how to hold the thing. Yeah, to, you know, we I had used a vape, and they had to teach me how to use the vape, and like. So right. I just don't do it because I don't feel comfortable doing right, it. Right, right, That makes and sense. And I don't do vomit. Yeah. And I don't do poop. Yeah, I could And I don't do that. I don't do what is called Lolita fetish, which is where I say like, "Hi, I'm Casey. I'm 16." Right. Okay. So I am of age in all of my videos. Yeah, that would be kind of creepy. But I guess the, what do they call that? Age play, right? It, yeah. So I will. So I will do. I've done diaper stuff. I've done okay. age play stuff. But it's all an implied. Uh-huh. It's, it's it's not the, you explicitly. It's the saying, explicit saying I'm underage right, that I don't right, do. Got it. So what what do you do in like a diaper fetish video? You just like wear a diaper and like hang out. Yeah, um, I did a video once where I did. I, it was a it was a punishment that I was being put into a diaper. So I got okay. put into a diaper as a punishment and then given an enema. Okay. That I expelled into the diaper. <laughs> Nothing does humiliate you. Does it? <laughs> 
<laughs> no. <laughs> One of them, um, I have a repeat customer who likes time stop fetish, which is um, like a freeze fetish. Okay. So you have a magical watch right. in time stop fetish. Okay. And so like you'll be going, like you're the, I'm the time stopper. Okay. So you'll be going along, you'll be talking whatever, I hit my watch or I touch my watch and it makes you freeze and okay. it stops time. Okay. But I get to move through time. Okay. And so I can pose you and I can take off your clothes and I can have sex with you while you're frozen, all of these things. And I can unstop time and you don't know that any of this has happened to you. So you unstop time and you go, where's my shirt? Oh my God. What happened to my clothes? So in this custom that I have done a couple of times for him is I get turned into a baby. You get turned into yeah, a baby. Yeah, so I get time stopped and then the diaper goes on. Oh my God. And then gosh. once the diaper went on and I also got turned into like a diaper dog. So like a collar and leash went on too and a tennis ball in my mouth. But I was wearing a diaper. Oh my god! Oh, I do everything. That is so interesting. The stuff that people come up with is always like so. I mean, that's what like is so interesting to me about human sexuality. It's mm-hmm. so multifaceted and it's so complex. And people come up with the most, the, what seems you know to us to be the craziest stuff that, yeah, that gets and, them going. Yeah, and you know, diaper time stop guy isn't going to be able to get stop. his content that gets him off on Pornhub. Yes. Yeah, that, and that's definitely a plus for. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of was the angle I assume that John was going with right. when he was interviewing you guys. It was like, okay, so now you know there's kind of been a new market created mm-hmm. because exactly like it is actually where I think the business is going. I mm-hmm. think that there's always going to be mainstream porn. I think mm-hmm. that mainstream porn has existed for centuries. Yeah, and so people are going to keep making mainstream porn, but yeah. you can't pirate personal interaction. Right. Right. Which is also why I think camming has mm-hmm. been such a good thing mm-hmm. for girls. Camming and things like OnlyFans and yeah, you know Skype shows and the personal interaction is what you can't you can't steal that. Yeah, and it's available. Yeah, if you make you know if you make it available, fans are gonna some fans, not all fans, but some fans are gonna take you up on it. Yeah, it's interesting how the internet has kind of created like this this double edged sword. It's like mm-hmm. on one hand, it's you know, all our stuff is pirated and out there for free, so it's mm-hmm. hard to make money. And then on the other hand, it's enabled, at least for the you guys, mm-hmm. for the models to be able to directly connect with their fans, cut out the middleman so they can like yeah. kind of take control of their own career and be more um, involved in their brand. And Yes, if, if only we had easy billing. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's always like an issue, because I know like one of the biggest problems is the PayPal thing. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people get their PayPals taken away because... PayPal doesn't want to support any transactions that support it's adults. All, it's just all Visa and MasterCard. Yeah, putting rule, putting rules down on different companies. PayPal actually will let you do adult now. They oh, have, they, will? they have changed their terms of service. Okay, because I remember because I know a lot of people got their PayPal I accounts did. yanked. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and like if you had any money in there, you they didn't get it. refunded. They keep yeah. it. They keep it for 180 days. So like you do eventually get your money. I had like sixty dollars in mind when it got yanked. It was, yeah. it was no big deal, but right. they keep it, and then eventually they give it to you. But you're, they say you're banned from PayPal. There's, right. There's ways to get around it, but right, you're supposed to not use the service anymore. Yeah, that's such bullshit. It's, it's probably the most infuriating thing that I encounter on a regular basis. Yeah, because I know girls. Because uh, also too, some people get their bank accounts yanked. Mm-hmm. Because they're Chase 
is mm-hmm. notorious for yeah. that. Like, I won't go near Chase because they will no. totally, if they find out that you work in the adult industry in some way, they will fucking pull your bank account. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy because you go, because I thought to myself, I'm like, that can't be legal. Like, you know, you're running a legal business. Like, you can't. Yeah. Um, but I but looked up is. the terms of service because they're yeah. private institutions. Yeah, so they, they can, can do, do whatever, whatever they, want. they want. Yeah, they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've been banking with the bank that I bank with since I was four. And mm-hmm. my parents opened me a bank account. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like I'm in good standing with them. And, yeah. You know, they make money off of me. And so, right. you know, I just hope because I don't know what I would do. Yeah. I mean, I originally had my production company called Holly Randall Productions. Then I had to change it mm-hmm. to something like totally innocuous. Yeah. Mine is completely yeah. not at all related to yeah, you adult. can't You can't have it attached to because, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. They'll just fucking pull it. Yeah. They, I mean, I have sometimes people write in the memo line of the check, like, mm-hmm. Sex scene. You know, it's so funny. <laughs> and I just want to shake them and say, what What do you think happens when I take this check to the bank? It's so funny because that they you say that. that. Because I think about that when I write my checks. Yeah. Because I do it through QuickBooks, so it's an automatically right. prints them out. So right. I will put like, and I'll never put like sex scene. I'll put yeah. like Casey Calvert GG, which right. you know we know means girl, yeah. girl. But that doesn't go on the memo part. That goes on like the description part, which goes on the on stub. On the stub, yeah, which is fine. Keep. Yeah, which but is I fine. But I specifically the memo. I make sure I keep that like model fee or something. Yeah, like, sometimes, really... sometimes, and I get it. It's bookkeeping. Yeah. yeah, for some of these people, it's bookkeeping, and I understand that. But you don't actually have to but put that. You don't have yeah. to write it on the check. You can write it in. You know, you can put it in your QuickBooks or write it in the yeah. little memo line of your business checkbook. Yeah. that you t- you know that you keep. Yeah. Yeah, isn't it crazy that we have to like worry about stuff like that? I hate it. I know it's. Really I I hate it. It drives me so crazy. I wish that I could just live my life. Yeah, and you know, sell my videos. I know. Without having to pay, you know, a thirty percent fee on each one, and you know, yeah. just just you know, function like like I made. I don't know. Pottery and sold it on yeah, Etsy or I mean, something. You're a small business and you're working in a legal industry, yes. and it's like we get punished yes. for that all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. It's crazy. Um, so, uh, what was I going to ask you? Um, what uh, what have been any of your like recent projects that you've done lately that you want, kind of want that to I want. get like your fans should check out? Anything cool you've shot lately? Uh, I have something. I have something cool coming up. Ooh. That I'm excited about. I want to hear. Um, I don't know if I can say it. Oh, we no. haven't we haven't shot it yet, and I don't want to like yeah, jinx it and get recast or something. I, I know what you mean. I actually won't talk about projects until like I'm pretty much done with them. But I'm excited about it. There's something exciting coming up. There's soon. something exciting coming up. <laughs> um, honestly, I'm really bad at keeping track of what I do. Mm-hmm. I I work a couple of times a week, and I forget. <laughs> How many scenes do you scenes. think you've done so far? I have no idea. Really? A lot. A lot of scenes. Not even like I don't I I couldn't even begin to guess yeah. how many I've done. Yeah, I hear you. I don't really actually know myself. It's yeah. A lot. a lot. How long have you been a lot. How long have you been in the industry? Five and a half years. Okay. How did and how did you get into the industry? So long story or short story? Long story. Long story. Okay, so I'm in college. Mm-hmm. I'm exploring my sexuality with this guy I met off of the tube site. Okay. Um, he 
he is primarily a spanking guy, and I want to get tied up. And mm-hmm. he doesn't feel like that's something he can do for me. So he mm-hmm. introduces me to someone who can. Mm-hmm. That person says, you should be a model. Mm-hmm. I say, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm too short. I'm not pretty enough. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, 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 you don't understand. <laughs> There's no height requirement in fetish modeling. Yeah. Um, so I tried it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just going to try it. I actually, my face isn't in the video because I was worried about it still. Right. Like at this point, I knew that porn was legal. I skipped a part of my story. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I, I never leave this part out of the story. Okay. It's very important. Okay. Um, and I skipped it. Um, so it's my um, sophomore year of college, mm-hmm. and I'm taking an elective that's First Amendment law. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole class was about porn. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. We learned all about First Amendment and its legal expression in porn. Okay. I learned what double penetration was. Wow. I learned I learned about scene rates, and I learned about you know Hustler v. Falwell and. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, all of the legal stuff. Did you did you guys study? Was it the Fremont case here in California where they tried to um, say that uh, process, uh, that porn was pimping and pandering, and they tried to make it make it illegal? And I there was a ruling about it, and then that's why like porn is actually porn is legal, legal in, in California, California now. Yeah, because my parents were around during that whole thing. Mm-hmm. So when they were trying to come down, when the government was trying to come down on porn. And say that it was pimping and pandering. My parents were like in the middle. That of That must the whole have thing. been terrifying for them. Yeah, they had like the vice just, squad following them. Yeah, like going through their trash. Oh like, my god! All yeah. that kind of stuff. But yeah, so I, you know, I learned that porn was legal, and that's what got me started going on the internet in the first place. Because until that point, I had thought that porn was illegal. Interesting. Like porn. Like, really? like porn. I thought that porn was like prostitution. Like this is something that happens, but it's illegal. Doing it is illegal. Watching it is illegal. Interesting. So once I learned that it was legal, I started going on the internet to look at the things that turned me on, and that's how I found the guy, and that's how I ended up wow. on a fetish modeling shoot. Uh-huh. So I started fetish modeling. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I started charging money for it. I started making money. So my whole senior year of college, I traveled on the weekends to fetish model. Mm-hmm. And then I graduated. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. Would you graduate in? Film. Okay. Didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't want to come out to L.A. and try to make it in the film business. I mm-hmm. felt really jaded about that. Yeah. Um, didn't know what I wanted to do. Fetish modeled for a few more months, pretty much full-time. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine who is still a photographer for Brazzers was friends with a friend, and mm-hmm. I was talking to him about doing porn because I was curious. I had been curious. It was something I was trying to avoid. It was like, I'm not, I'm not a porn star. I'm just a fetish model. I mm-hmm. don't do porn. Mm-hmm. I'm not a porn star. Yeah. Um, I was I was wrong, but that was how I identified at the time. <laughs> yeah, there's like a there's like a hierarchy and yeah, and I was I was stupid about it. But <laughs> so I'm I'm talking to him. He's like, is it okay if I send your pictures to an agency? Mm-hmm. I was like, sure, whatever. So the next thing I hear is this agent is going to call you. You have to pick up the phone when he calls. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Uh-huh. I figured I was going to just ask some questions about porn, and instead Spiegler called. Is that the, it made me laugh because when you said you have to pick up the phone when he calls, immediately my thought was yeah. like it must have been Spiegler. Yeah, so Spiegler calls and convinces me to be with him essentially. Mm-hmm. Told me why I should be with his agency. Mm-hmm. And the thing that really sold me was that I didn't have to sign a contract. Interesting. Like, he sorry. doesn't have any of his girls sign a contract? No contracts. Hmm. We can leave whenever we want. Well, I mean, no one ever leaves him. 
Well, not no yeah. one, but, and there's like a waiting list, yeah. you know, a lot. So, yeah, I would imagine yeah, he I had, would be like, he doesn't care if people leave. I had no idea that there was a waiting list. I had no idea that I was getting with who's considered to be the best agent in the business. I knew mm-hmm. nothing. I was just like, oh, this guy seems cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I shot a porn scene and had a lot of fun. What was your first scene? It was for sex art. Oh, okay. Then it was probably, was it in like the early days of sex art? And I think it was towards the end of sex art because I only, I only shot a few scenes for okay. them. Okay, because when they first started, they put like so much money into it. This, okay, so this shoot, they put a lot of money. We had Spiegler warned me. He was like, "This is not what porn is like." <laughs> yeah, don't don't get excited. We had catering and craft services, and there was someone there to do my nails. Yes, okay, so that was and, the yeah. I know they hired a manicurist, which yeah. blew my mind. It was I great. Remember coming on to set, I'm like. And I remember looking around at everything they had, and I just thought in my head, I'm like, this is not going to last. So my my very first scene was with Logan Pierce. Okay, who's good. Yeah. yeah. We were in Malibu mm-hmm. at a gorgeous house. You could see the beach. It was mm-hmm. it was just gorgeous. They had set up a room with white curtains and a white bed and rose petals all over the bed. Oh, my God. And they so made not it, what porn is not really They like. made it this super romantic thing, and I was like, what, what do you want me to do? Yeah. They're like, just have sex like you have at home. Like, I don't think you want me to do that. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what that means. I don't, I don't think that's what you want. And Logan was like, don't worry about it. <laughs> we'll take care. I'll take care of it. And that was, wow, that's very fortunate for you to have your yeah. first scene like that. Because that's like quite the experience. I was very spoiled. Yeah. They, they actually shot my first three scenes. Okay. I was super, super spoiled. Yeah, definitely. I remember those days. That's so funny. I think I know yeah. what house you're talking about, too. I I honestly don't really remember other than this house was gorgeous, but yeah, I think I do. Wow. It was great, yeah, yeah. Spieler was like, "This don't get used to it." <laughs> <laughs> what was the next thing that you did after that? Was it like a big letdown? Was it like the completely no, opposite end well, of the spectrum, or was it yes, just- it was completely the opposite end of the spectrum. It was a, a gonzo anal scene for Mike Adriano. Oh, yeah, that's totally so, different. <laughs> other side, yeah. you know, very very different. Yeah. Was that kind of a surprise to you, or did you find that you liked that scene more? Because um, it was more like your style. Neither. I had been. I had been warned. Like I had been not warned. Warned is the wrong mm-hmm. word. But I had been prepped. Right. About like this is the different kind of porn. Like yeah. So you- it was just really fun for me because one of the things I loved about fetish modeling was doing all of these different things, mm-hmm. and I felt like I was really good at mm-hmm. doing all these different things and doing what people wanted me to do for that specific fetish. Yeah, and so it just felt like doing that. Like I can do this really soft romantic stuff, or I can say really nasty things about my butthole. It's just <laughs> a different thing that you do. You're like a Renaissance woman. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That is awesome. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on, Casey. Yeah. It was great to have you. Definitely. Um, can you tell everybody where they can find you on social media, if you have a website? Yes, yes. Um, you can find me on Twitter at CaseyCalvertXXX, on Instagram at CaseyCalvert, and those links and everything else at CaseyCalvert.com. Awesome. Yeah. And then you can also listen to her in uh, The Butterfly Effect by John Ronson. I know it's available on Audible. Yes, Audible. Um, I believe you can download it on iTunes now. Yeah, probably. There's a, there's a couple of places you can yeah. find it. It's just a really good podcast um, if you guys kind of want to know more about our world and the dilemmas that we face. Mm-hmm. It's just it's really well-rounded and um, you know tells a lot, yeah. of, a lot of our stories. So. Yeah, I suggest listening to it. Yes. And then uh, if you guys want to support the podcast, you can go to hollyrandall.com, 
sorry, no. You, well, you can go to hollyrelandville.com <laughs> because if you go there and join, you will be giving me money, which will also support the podcast because I just need money. To, money is good. Money is good all around. Yeah. But if you want to support this podcast specifically, go to patreon.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered where I give away all kinds of cool perks and prizes. And um, you can do stuff like watch this interview with Casey live. Hi. Live. Live. Live and in person. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week. I love having people on who do a lot of these custom videos because they always have such interesting stories about the requests that they get. And Casey was certainly no exception. I loved her story about um, the diaper fetish scenes that she does. And it was just interesting to talk about uh, the fetish community and how specific and how exclusive they are. I actually was surprised to hear her talk about how they kind of rejected her because she was a professional um, S&M enjoyer. I don't know if that's the right way to say it. I'm just going to go with that because fuck it, I don't want to do this again. (laughs) But thank you so much, Casey, for coming on. It's always a delight to see you and we appreciate you giving us your time. Next week on the show, we are going to have acclaimed female director, Brie Mills. Brie has won a ton of awards in the last few years for her various movies that she's directed. She is a very passionate director. She writes a lot of her stuff. She runs the company herself. She's just somebody who wears a lot of hats, and I'm excited to have her here to talk about her process, to talk about her vision, and uh, see what it is about her that makes her such an incredibly successful director. So make sure that you tune in next week for Brie Mills here on Holly Randall Unfiltered.